Kia ora everybody, welcome to this episode of the Stag Raw, our 20th episode, how about that eh? Pretty exciting stuff. This episode, I sit down and chat with my lovely partner Alex Pohl and we talk about our experience with Dr. Steve Joe. Those of you who called my blog last week on stagryan.com, you would have seen I talked about how we addressed my adrenal fatigue, leaky gut, um, and a little bit of mold that was there. The inspiration for going to Steve was how he managed to reverse Alex's endometriosis, and uh, that's pretty much how we ended up where we are today, expecting our first child next month. So, super exciting episode, super exciting time for us in our lives, and we're looking forward to what this year 2018 is going to bring because it's going to be life-changing as you can imagine um, Alex inspires me every day she didn't let her diagnosis of endometriosis change her life for the negative she didn't let that define her she took that information and used it as power and went about doing something about it and I think the results speak for themselves so without further ado this is a bit of a long one um, we were chatting to people on Facebook Live as well when we recorded it, so there's the odd sort of random tangent that happens. Um, don't worry about that, we get back on course pretty quickly, but yeah, that's the reason why if you hear us sort of talk about random people or random questions, that's what's going on there. It was a lot of fun, um, beautiful weather we were having, it was great to be sitting underneath the heat pump, and yeah, without further ado, here we go, episode with... The amazing, the beautiful Alex Pohl. Are you ready? No. Too bad. Um, hey everybody. Last week on Monday I put out another blog, finally, talking about my journey with Dr. Steve. Um, <laughs> and this being the, being the 20th episode of the Stag Roar, um, I've decided to keep the reason that I went to Dr. Steve along. The my, yeah, my better half, <laughs> Alex Pohl, super excited, she's the yeah. one that's doing all the work for the last uh, 31 and a half weeks, hopefully, uh -huh. hopefully, this about, work. hopefully about 7 or 8 to go, um, any time soon. Um, now we're being really good. <laughs> <laughs> We've been locked up inside all weekend because it's been scorching, <laughs> mm -hmm. what else have you been doing this weekend babe? Well, I think I washed it off, but I have been painting the kitchen. Is that nice. what you're referring to? Yeah, and when did you do you say you had a Saturday off oh, work, so that was exciting. I had a Saturday off, so I made candles yep. with a friend. Who's yeah. your friend? Well, you need to play So, Gemma, she makes candles, she's got a candle making business, and she had a workshop in collaboration with another chick who is starting a, I don't know, an initiative I guess, which is for people who have anxiety or like for people with mental health and for them to go to workshops each month I think it is, and that was the first one yesterday. My hair is really distracting, I hate that I can see it. Sup Duncan, how's it going mate? Seeing as Duncan's online right now, okay. can, we answer Hi, his, Duncan. can we answer his question, um, something along the lines of, what was she? What, what were you thinking when you went out with me? <laughs> Do we want the full story? Yeah, go for it. 
I'm think? interested. Yeah. I don't think we should. Find out how we got so lucky. Um, <laughs> this is a weird question. Um, I don't know how to answer that. What were you thinking? What was I literally thinking? Yeah. Um, well... You saw my... We matched on Tinder. And you saw my awesome picture of me... I swiped whatever way, I don't know. <laughs> Which is the way that you swiped? I I can't remember. And then... Um, after that, I went to America and I didn't actually meet Ryan before I went to America. And I think I gave you my number on Tinder. Because I, I never, I don't know why or I did Facebook. that. I messaged Ryan, I was like, this is my number, I'm going to America, see you later. <laughs> really weird. And then while I was in America, we started talking. And so I ended up coming back and then we met and yeah. That was it, pretty much. And now we have a baby. And now we have a baby. <laughs> and we are on a house. Yeah. This We've been together two... Oh, it's coming up soon. So nearly three, three years. Three years next month. Yeah. February the 18th. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the end of Feb. No, it's February the 18th. Or 28th. Oh, 28th, isn't 29. it? Yeah, that might be right. You came back. Oh, I don't know. You came back, <laughs> you came back on the 8th. So that's when There's we... There's lots of 8th. That's yeah. where we met. Yeah. I'm just quite uncomfortable sitting here with this pregnant mess, but it's fine. Do you want the, um, do you have a little? Oh my god, it's just so awkward. Um, I'll just sit more forward, I think. That's a bit better for me. Yes. Okay. Right. So, after Any other questions? None that have come through. It's going to eat me. Okay. So, our first question is always, what did you do on the weekend? And said you've done some candle making. Candle making, kitchen painting. Um, Two lots of ice cream. Ice cream, that's what I was going to say. Duck Island. At their new store. At the Riverbank Lane store. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I had white chocolate macadamia pomegranate and salted caramel. You had... I had all the berries. So I had a cherry and coconut chip and buttermilk. No. No, there was cherry coconut chip as one. Yeah, and then I had buttermilk and plum. And then I had... Buttermilk and sour plum. Sour plum. And then I also had boysenberry and sage. Is that right? I thought was it blackberry sage. and sage. Something like that. That was amazing. I would get that one. Oh, very good. And then today we had a real fruit ice cream from Mona Vale. Yeah. Blueberry. Place, which was really cool. It was too hot to drive, seriously. That was intense. I made the lawns, thankfully. Something in the Australian outback. Nearly got fried. Nearly got fried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hot. Okay, babe, so who's in Alex's poll today? Oh no, I didn't think you were going to ask me this question. That's not what your plans are this year. It's who, who, are, who are you? Because it's way easier than what do you do because you had that question. Everybody hates that question. Yeah, I hate that question. What do you do? <laughs> it's so, like, I don't know. It just puts you in the box. I don't like it. Yes. And I don't like what I do. So, <laughs> hopefully no one from my work sees this. <laughs> um, but I'm leaving Feb and I'm not going to be back. So that's all good. Who am I today? It's so hard to answer because I feel different because I'm pregnant. 
I feel like a different person. So I don't, I like who I was last year is like different to who I am now. And it's, it feels really in limbo. Yeah. Like I'm not sure who I am. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to say I had a good answer on your podcast. What did they say? Um, well, you're not them. I know, but I'm, I just, that's a tricky question. Would, would I just feel like. You were saying last last night how you're, how you're missing purpose. Why do you think you're missing purpose at the moment? You say you Because doing... I can't commit to doing anything, that's yeah. why. Like, I plan on going to the police force and I can't apply for that and do that. And I can't apply for any new job or I can't start a business that's like a solid business, bricks and mortar business right now. And we're going overseas and we're having a baby, so I feel like everything is up in the air. Lorraine, so I can't Lorraine wants to see your bump. Oh my god. <laughs> Do a side on. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so big. And I want two more months to go of this. I reckon there's another one in there. I reckon there's two, but it's just hiding this whole time. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, yeah. Who am I today? Oh, I just don't, I just, maybe it's something to do with changing, like new, going to a new season, or like, I'm, um, what's the words? Transforming. Transforming, <laughs> you're like a butterfly. Yeah, I feel like that, like I'm not, like what I am right now is going to change in like a couple of months when we have a baby, I reckon. Mm. That's why it's really hard to answer. Just feel like I'm really low key and not committing to anything right now, and I'm just like um, not nesting, but like hibernating, yeah. maybe. I think you're nesting. Renovated the kitchen. That's why we tucked away in this corner because over there is um, <laughs> open cupboards and um, half painted cupboards. Oh, you can see some of them. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I love it. Oh, thanks, Lorraine. You're so cute. <laughs> so, yeah, I think who I am now is um, a person who is transforming into getting ready to, to um, embrace something new, go on a new adventure. So, yeah, that's really hard to answer. Right. Now, last, last weekend we were talking about going overseas and yeah. about the, the fear of doing that about trying to do something new and trying to do something that's not necessarily normal. Yeah. Um, what what do you sort of think about trying to do stuff that's not normal and why do you think it's motivating for us to go there? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I think if we just went along with doing what everyone else does or People expect us to stay in New Zealand because we're having a baby. Mm. And when we say we're not, we're not going to do that, they're really surprised and they're like, that's going to be so hard. But I think it would still be hard being home all day while you're at work. Mm. And we're probably going to do that overseas or even have more time together overseas because we'll be traveling and exploring. So I think that, you know, doing stuff that's 
out of the norm, it's really good because it helps you grow as a person and you realize that it's just fear that holds you back. Yeah. You know, so I just think it'll be good for us with the baby and there's probably no better time to do it than now. Yeah. And what's, you know, 17 hours with a screaming baby? <laughs> I seriously, we're not going to do like a long haul. I think we're going to go hop <laughs> to Europe. Yeah. I don't think we should do that 17 hours. Well, we'll be from Bali anyway, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I think that'll be better. Bali, and then somewhere, wait, is there somewhere in between? <laughs> Abu Dhabi or Doha? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah maybe. But I, I think it'll be, if we don't do it now, like when are we going to do it? Mm. I just think there's no right time, so we already plan to go overseas, so let's just... Let's just go yeah. with a new baby. Oh my and also, God. also the, the plan the plan for us is that so that we could do this, get this out of the way, come back and uh, I could knuckle down and uh, <laughs> trying to be a, a partner in somewhere or or a business business person. A front carrier, yes, we need we've got a slang but we're gonna get a another like rap thing and the actual carrier thing as well yeah i'm gonna be a uh, baby bjorn commercial. <laughs> yeah pretty much but yeah um there was something else you said yeah i think like we can travel we can get that well i don't want to say like get it done like it's a chore no you know but like you can get your visa in the uk yes we can explore we can do all these things and then come back here, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe go to Australia. I want to go to, I want to live in Australia for a little bit, like yeah. Byron Bay. But yeah, then we can come back and actually commit to something, knowing we're not leaving. But then we might not come back. That's right. So we just don't know. Don't know. I think one of the things that's uh, keeping that as a goal for me is. Um, something that we watched at that TEDx, like, oh no, it was TED, was it? but we watched TED at the movie Was it the movie? Yeah. yeah, and Tim Ferriss got, got up and talked about fear setting, and fear setting's around, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. And the worst thing that can happen is that we have to come home to our house and to a job. <laughs> yeah, like, what, we're not going to die. Like, no. That's what I always think. But did you die? But did you die? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that... If you think of it like that, it makes it seem more tangible as well. Sorry, Lorraine, the internet maybe not so good oh, in no. Cambridge. Yeah. Or Christchurch. Yeah, Christchurch. <laughs> Can't hear, but you would look happy. Oh, okay. Maybe it's the way I've got my phone. Maybe. Maybe that's better. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, what else was I going to say? Then I can't remember my memory. The baby brain thing is so real, by the way. Yeah. My memory just like dies so fast. It's like a goldfish. Um, yeah, fear setting. Yeah. yeah, making it more tangible. Yeah. And I heard that on a podcast lately, the Yoga Girl podcast as well. And how she just says, you just have to do it. Like if you want to go live in a new country, just just do it and go from there. And just see what happens. Like, of course, you need money and like you need a little bit of something to support you. You can't just be like, like 
<laughs> flippant and just go and do this crazy stuff. But yeah, I think part of me, I'm like, oh my God, like we're going to set up a nursery and have all this stuff and then I have to pack it away and go overseas. Like, what am I going to do? But then you can actually buy this stuff overseas too. Yeah. I think that's the one, but that's like, it's so new, like having a baby and traveling and needing stuff. Not that I need heaps of stuff, as I'm told all the time, but um, it's just more to think about. Mm. That's the scary part for me, I think. Yeah. It's not just you and me, like, freedom! <laughs> what, what I keep saying is, and it's cool that Lorraine's watching, hopefully she can hear this, <laughs> but she's someone that proves to us that it's possible, because she's, she's come the other way. And yeah. um, lots of those people that your mum worked with in Christchurch who came from Ireland with kids, you know. Oh, exactly. It's possible coming this way, so why would it not be possible going the other going way? Going the other way. Yeah. yeah. We can do it. We got this. <laughs> cool. So what I intro introduced this podcast as is the, um, pretty much the reason how we got to this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, um, it's about the birds and the bees. No. It's... <laughs> It's about, um... We're not going to do a demo. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been set up. Okay, carry <laughs> So, last year you needed surgery for endometriosis. 2016. Okay, yes. The year before. The year yeah, and a half ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. First off, tell us about what your life had been like before that diagnosis. Oh, my gosh. Wow, okay. You can go way back. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm like, how do I even begin? Um, oh, a camper van just pulled up. There's a camper van. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess, man, it, it's really hard to pinpoint one thing that, like one time, you know, I was like, oh my God, I'm always unwell. But my life, Near before I was told I had endo, I was in pain 90% of the time, would you say? Yeah. Like every day, pretty much every day, or like every second day. Bloated, um, my skin wasn't that great, painful periods, painful when I was eating, like anything I ate kind of like triggered symptoms. Um, headaches. Yeah, what else was it? I was sleeping alright. I was always tired, like waking up tired. Pain. Yeah. Um, like low blood pressure, heaps of things weren't right. Um, I would go to the doctor. Oh, I'd have like urine infections all the time. Um, but I guess going back to maybe before I went to university or around that time, so maybe when I was 20 six years ago, roughly, I'd go to the doctor and I'd just brush it off as irritable bowel syndrome, or or just tell me it was nothing, like my blood tests were fine, there's nothing on the scan, like get over it, go home and get over it, is literally what a doctor told me to do, which is crazy, uh, they never referred me to any specialist, never referred me to anything, even though I was obviously unwell, um, in the end I took myself to a diagnostic breath testing place in Christchurch where you drink a liquid which contains whatever they've got to test and you do a breath test and 
you test three things that could be triggering irritable bowel, and there's three things they cannot test with that method. The three things that they tested for me came back negative, so we sort of thought maybe it's not irritable bowel, but I still followed this diet called a low FODMAP diet, which is really restrictive. Um, you cut out things like onions, garlic, heaps of fruit. There's just so many things you can't eat on it. It's really difficult to enjoy food. But I did do that for a while and I found it helped. And I was already gluten-free at this time. So it helped for a while, but then the symptoms came back. It was like still getting bloated, still feeling tired, still getting infections. Um, and I became like pretty like obsessed with healthy eating as well. I got into Dr. Libby. I read one of her books and it just like flicked a switch in my head and I just was like pretty obsessed, like probably not in a healthy way <laughs> with food, um, like just obsessed with not eating dairy, not eating sugar, not eating gluten, like crazy. And now I'm way more relaxed, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a bit of a, especially being pregnant, you just want to eat like anything that you crave. So you just kind of chuck those ideas out the window, <laughs> seriously. But yeah, I was like eating so healthy and I was like like trying to get my skin clear because I came off the pill after being on that for seven years and my skin went really bad and like, nothing was working and the doctors weren't helping and it was just like your mind just goes crazy because you know there's something wrong and you're feeling so sick, you're in so much pain and you just cannot control it and you, ugh, it's just it's really horrible for your mind. Anyway, that's pretty much what was going on for me for a while, and yeah, what when did it, when was it like the turning point? It got pretty bad after I met you. Yeah, so I remember yeah. when I met you one night, you were like coming up to the lounge, I think it was the middle of winter. In Christchurch. In Christchurch, and you were, yeah, it was the middle of winter, because that's when we met, and you said you were boiling hot, but you were freezing cold. I was lying on the ground. Yeah. yeah. I happened. I got up to go to the toilet, yeah, and then I just like fainted and yeah. randomly fainted and I was like shaking hot, cold. Um, I would also have random vomiting episodes in the middle of the night. I had five of them and it was like, I actually had mold in my system and whenever I ate blue cheese, I would tend to have this happen. I think it was the overload of mold, maybe? Mm. I don't know. And it just, I would wake up in the night and throw up and be fine the next day. So I had all these random things going on. Couldn't figure it out. Um, then I started working in New Zealand as a flight attendant around New Zealand. And it was getting quite bad then. I was just randomly feeling like throwing up, randomly feeling sick. Every day I wake up and think, am I going to be okay today? Like, I feel all right now. And then something it would just hit me and I just feel really unwell but you can't like not go to work you can't stop doing stuff and that's really hard because you don't look sick or you don't sound sick but you feel sick and no one knows what's wrong with you and that's so hard <clears throat> and I need to have some water because my throat's feeling a bit croaky and so you had um, a couple of episodes <clears throat> of driving to work and it was so painful that you couldn't like put your foot down and then yes you had, that's right like, that you got sent home that time and you went away and drove home. Yes, that's what I was yeah. going to um, come to. That was like the turning point. And then that also, you had that time in hospital and 
in yeah. Napier. In Napier as well. I know, like, and, and in Hamilton. Yeah, in Hamilton. So that we, was the first time I'd been admitted to hospitals. Hospital was with here. you when we were living in Cambridge two and a half years ago. Mm. And just, I was sick, I'd been throwing up everything called feeling unwell, and then went to hospital, was put on a drip, was told it's probably a virus, sent home, and then, yeah, working for Air New Zealand, and um, too much info, I had really bad period pain, and I'd taken either codeine or tramadol, one of those um, painkillers, because I was in so much pain, and I didn't want to call in sick, and I was quite new to my job, so I didn't, I hadn't called in sick before, and I didn't want to do it, and I just took some painkillers, and I thought, in like an hour I'll be, I'll be fine, and I was driving to work thinking, oh my god, I'm going to faint, I need to pull over, I just could hardly think, the pain was just so intense, I, oh, it was horrible, it was like taking over your body, and I got to the work car park, and from there you catch a bus, and I was on the bus, and I was sitting there bent over, like gripping my suitcase, Googling endometriosis symptoms on the bus and I was like, oh my god, this is exactly what I have. This is this is it. Like I definitely have endometriosis. And got off the bus, could hardly walk off the bus, and uh, another in New Zealand person who I didn't know, he saw me and he came up to me and said, Are you okay? And he got a scooter trick, Sam. This is serious. <laughs> this is family talk. <laughs> and <laughs> We'll come back to the scooter. <laughs> um, and I just burst into tears. I was like, I'm in so much pain. I can't actually walk. And he just said, you aren't working. I'm going to tell work that you're going home and we'll sort it out. Don't worry. And in the end, work got me a taxi, paid for my taxi back to my nana's house. And then I went to the doctor and said to her, I have endometriosis. She said, uh, why do you think you do? And I told her all my symptoms I'd had, like I'd seen her about it as well. And she said, yeah, I think you might. <sighs> so, <laughs> like, wow. That only took seven years to like, get an answer. But it wasn't like a definite answer. So yeah, then she took me, referred me to a gynecologist here in Hamilton, who then got me in for surgery then and there and yeah had surgery two weeks later and confirmed endo but so what they do in surgery is if you've got two I think it was if you've got two um what did she say if you've got two band-aids on or if you've got like two um I don't want to say holes like where they do the laparoscopic surgery um if you've only got two marks then that you don't have endo but if you've got four then they did find endometriosis and had to do the surgery, do the surgery. and so I woke up from the surgery and I think I asked you I said is there two or is there four <laughs> marks and you said there's four I was like oh my god that's crazy so yeah he um she Lakshmi the gynecologist had found endometriosis and a heart-shaped uterus <laughs> which is now stretched into not be a heart and also bowel adhesions so I was having all the pain on my left hand side so yeah, yeah. so what, 
What does endometriosis mean? Endometriosis mean, and what is the surgery that they do? What they what do they do when they're inside of your abdomen? Well, um, let's start with you said. What does endometriosis mean? Yeah. How do you? What kind of? Like, okay. So endometriosis is a inflammatory condition of your endometrium, which is like uterus. Yeah. Where you get that inside layer going outside of your uterus, right? Yes. It's kind of like I believe, some people disagree, but I think it's excess of estrogen in your body and your liver can't metabolize it anymore. It's a condition linked to that. So what would you rather fight, a thousand duck-sized horses or a single horse-sized duck? <laughs> the big duck, Sam. I think one duck. Yeah, love it. Love that's, your that's poop. A thousand ducks is a lot of poo. Poo? Where would you even find a thousand well, that's ducks? Well, that's a big duck poo. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. Nasty. <laughs> anyway. Hey, Elliot. So... So, uh, you've got, this is like, in a nutshell, too much estrogen floating around your body, your liver can't get rid of it properly, it's being recycled, it's inflammatory, it's not meant to be like that, and the estrogen is responsible for laying down the lining each month, but if there's too much estrogen, where's the all that lining going to go? Like your body's kind of confused, and it's like, well, I need to put, I need a line, put this lining down somewhere else. Is how I see it. Yeah. And it can go on a lot of different organs, like liver, all around the place. <laughs> Let's not get into detail. No. Um. Yeah, and so, man. To me, I was told by the gynecologist that they have trouble getting pregnant, probably have miscarriages. Um, endometriosis is a disease you'll never get rid of. But I didn't really believe it. I was like, well, it's not like this life-threatening thing. Like, there's a reason why it happened. Like, it doesn't just randomly happen. Yeah. If there's something going on, like, I just know that I can manage this in a better way than just having surgery and going on the pill for the rest of my life that was not an option for me I'd already worked so hard to come off the pill and I didn't want to go back on that and yeah so I guess I could keep going on I could then go on to talk about Dr. Steve yeah but That's you good. said what does the surgery involve oh yeah what is before we go to Dr. Steve what does yeah. the surgery involve um the surgery I had was laparoscopic surgery where for I think it was 24 hours before the surgery you have to drink oh, yeah. this drink which makes you shit through the eye of a needle. <laughs> it was horrible. Like you have to fully empty your bowel before they do the surgery. And it was so horrible. Like oh your body just cannot controlled yeah and you're, you're, just, mouth you're not eating you're so hungry you can't drink after a certain time and so when I woke up from surgery I was like starving was like, bring me that hospital food ASAP I was so hungry um but yeah the surgery itself 
They're just cutting yeah. off. They're not burning it off. They're like removing the adhesions or the endo, I guess. Um, yeah, pretty much that's all she did. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. so then you came. Well, why did why did how did you come up with the thought that this is something that is an imbalance in my body? And so if it's out of whack, surely I can bring it back in line. What, what do you know what it was that you had mm. been reading? Or what was it made you think that? Like, there's, there's stuff about it in Dr. Libby. Was it, was it Russian yeah. woman or something like that? Russian woman syndrome has it, but I, I knew, it's a flying foot and it's really annoying. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I knew I didn't want to go back on the pill, and it sh I didn't want the marina, and I couldn't have one because my uterus wouldn't have one. Um, but I, I think it's because I had previously read Dr. Libby, and I was like, I don't know what's the, the other book, the pink one. The pink. Yeah, it's been study. But I think because I was already so like far into how like. Um, eating well and exercising and didn't want to be on medication that I didn't I just felt like there had to be a solution or I had to try another way first before just um, treating the symptom not the cause yeah. that's what it is yeah, yeah that's why so I knew that surgery didn't actually like it just removed the endometriosis it didn't actually stop and why lots, lots it was there that's yeah, pretty lots of people have surgery again. I didn't want to have surgery again. And what, what she said to I us didn't. as well was that it's likely that in a couple of years you need surgery again. Yeah. But if you get pregnant now or in that time, then you might not need it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I I just, that's just me. Like, that's how I felt about it. I mean, people can do what they wish. My way that I did it isn't like the right way. But it's worked for me, so mm. that's what I mean. I'm pretty stoked with the result. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to try and avoid going back on the pill because I didn't feel so great being on it. Yeah. And I just didn't like the idea of it for myself. Um, yeah. And I didn't want to just accept that, like, oh, like, woe is me, I have endo, my life's over, I'm not going to try and do anything about it and just get one opinion. Like, you need to get more opinions, you need to explore your options, and there's just so much you can do. Did it also help that, like, that was the first time that you got the actual diagnosis mm. of it, and then so it's like, well, so what, what can you do about it? Is yeah. Is yeah, it's like, well, now I know like what I'm working with, and now I can like move forward, and I know I don't have cancer. Like, that would be in my head all the time, too. Like, have I got cancer that they haven't found? Or, oh, like, I was just so unwell all the time, and it just drives you crazy. But then to have that answer, and then you can kind of work with it and be like, right, like, why did I get endometriosis? What triggered it? Can I remove that out of my life? See if it makes a difference and then go from there. Yeah. Lovely. So what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Steve. <laughs> um, 
So I had already heard about Dr. Steve Joe, who is an integrative practitioner in Hamilton and what that means. He is a GP. He's not a crazy witch doctor. He's actually a doctor who studied for a very long time. Did, he did um, get obstetrics as well. He's done obstetrics. Delivered he's how done, many babies? Delivered like a thousand babies. He's done something else. But yes, he is a GP. He was your classic GP before he started doing integrative medicine. And he's done surgery, he's done all that stuff. And he got into, he's of Chinese descent. He got into traditional Chinese medicine, I'm not sure when, but he got into that. And how could he integrate conventional medicine in traditional Chinese medicine, he started figuring that out, and now he does applied kinesiology, which is muscle testing, which sounds really very very, and it feels like it when you're getting it done, but it works, and he has an 85% success rate, and he sees people across the board, like children with autism, people with cancer, people with endometriosis, people with skin issues, digestive issues, Athletes, he works with athletes for adrenal fatigue, stuff that, like all the stuff that he found for me, no test, no blood test, no doctor ever diagnosed, ever found, and he's treated all these things, and I feel amazing, which is crazy. Like the only things that, only people who have actually found... I don't know, like they've sort of found a lead on something which could be triggering the endo. There have been people that do like hands-on things with you, like a chiropractor, osteo, another did. massage lady in Guangana yeah. told me I should not eat gluten. They could like feel it in my back, all the tension and the inflammation, which that's, is probably endo as well. That's also a story that Ben Warren tells. That's how he started getting into naturopathic. Nutrition, <laughs> because he went to an osteopath and they said that you're gluten intolerant. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. There's something to, like you have sciatica. Yeah, and like it's something to do with the the way that that's sciatic, sciatica or sciatic oh, wow. nerve is around your like how it feels. Yeah, or how it like responds. Yeah, it's oh, so interesting. But yeah, once you keep getting like people who use the hands on you, I guess, and do treatments with the hands, seem to find, I don't know, like, it might sound like really crazy, but I had so many blood tests and scans, and I went to hospital twice, and it was just like, no answer time and time again, like, are blood tests actually looking in, like, yeah, wrong. Are, they, yeah. are they the wrong test for, for yeah. what you're trying to find, what I'm trying to say, yeah. it's like, it's just so closed. I feel like we're just well, you're looking, cover enough. You're looking for you're looking for markers within a certain parameters. Yeah, you can explain that. That <laughs> That's what I want to say. Pre predetermined <laughs> parameters, and if if you fall within those parameters, then you're good. Yeah, exactly. So like, if you're with if your iron levels are really low, but within the yeah. parameter. Don't, don't worry, we'll wait till you're out of that block feeling like shit and then we'll help you out. 
It's yeah, a bit like, like, crazy. Bit like it's diabetes, all these people so that have the HbA1c in the 40s, and they get told, oh, watch, watch your blood sugar without any of the information about what that means. It's like, how do and I do then, that? And then when they're 50, they're right, now you're on people. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Boom. But yeah, I just, I know there's like, anyone I know there's like a time place for doctors absolutely and like especially like medicine can be so amazing it saves lives it did you know, surgery. I had surgery like I'm not dismissing that and I mean you need it sometimes you need antibiotics I'm definitely not denying conventional medicine at all I had surgery in um, my hip and I love it yeah like <laughs> there's and like emergency medicine is amazing you know, yeah. what? imagine if we didn't have that. You know, or like, you need it. Like, if you've got strep throat, you need antibiotics. You yeah. have an infection, a urine infection, you need antibiotics. Like, totally, I'm definitely not, like, denying those things. But it's really hard because I, I don't know what it's like to be a doctor. I know you get, like, a 15-minute appointment, and it's like, in my experience, I've always just been brushed off or, like, Oh, it's just a virus, and there's just never any proof of, of well, what's wrong. Or like a, something to indicate the diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. Or like with the irritable bowel thing, that was just always a guess. I was like, can you just test it and prove it to me? And then I know for sure, like, that's what it is. I just want to know for sure. Like, And I don't have irritable bowel. I'm fine now. I probably, I don't know, it was probably inflammation and all sorts of stuff going on. But anyway, Dr. Steve, conventional medicine now does apply to kinesiology. And so what happens is before you go and see him, you fill out an online questionnaire and it asks you like a huge range of questions. Yeah, family history. How do you feel when you, you like, that, eat and all that sort of stuff? There's like three questionnaires. You do like your medical history, your family history. Yeah. And then... The adrenal fatigue questionnaire. Oh yeah, adrenal fatigue questionnaire as well. Yeah, yeah that's right. And then you, I also, you didn't do this, but I did. I don't know if he's changed how he tests this, but I had to send a urine sample, which he tests for leaky gut syndrome. And I definitely had that, which is probably why my body wasn't absorbing all the good stuff I was eating and <laughs> wasn't absorbing iron etc so yeah you do these tests uh, you know questionnaires and then from there you go and see him and you have an hour and a half isn't it yeah. the first one is an hour and a half with him half an hour with okay yes yeah so i went in 2016 so i just need to remind me how, how he's in the you, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you go and see him for an hour and a half and he you just sit down it's real casual you sit at a round table, there's this the computer screen, like TV screen up on the wall where you can see all your notes as well, what he's typing. And you just chat about, he's really about your energy levels. He's like, how's your energy? You know, when you wake up, how's the energy levels? And he just says, what else do you want to work on? And I would always be like, my skin, I, want, I really want to have clear skin. I haven't had clear skin since I was 12. I really want to work on that. And he's like, well, all the stuff you've got going on, kind of leads to having the skin issues so once we work on those things you'll see your skin change 
So, yeah, he he pretty much, like, tells you, yeah, I can, I can fix you kind of thing. Like, he sent me an email after I finished my first session with my full report, and it was like, I can definitely help you with what you've got going on. So that's really cool. I've never really had that before. Yeah. Mm. It's just like, wow, actually, maybe I do have a chance of feeling normal. <laughs> and so you lie down on the bed. Do you want me to explain this stuff? What it yeah. is? Or no? We can do it pretty quick with my leg. Just oh, like, okay. hold your leg up and he pushes on it. He pushes on it while you're holding... Uh, let's just say I was holding estrogen. He's like, I want to see if you've got estrogen in your body. Too much of it. Is it affecting you? Is it making you weak? So you hold a little vial of estrogen and he presses on your leg and you can't control your leg. It just goes weak. He's also he's also done this a couple of times and demonstrated what he's going to do. So it's not a matter of he picks out the one that he thinks is going to stuff you up. Yeah. And then say, hold your leg up and then push it. You go, oh, you're allergic to that. Now he goes, he demonstrates to you what yeah. it is I'm going to do. And when you don't hold enough, he's like, no, 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 you resist me. Yeah, yeah. And, and you do it. And then there'll be also, so it's like methodical, like he has a whole tray of things that he works through. And you've got him for heaps of them and the other ones you just like lose it. Yeah. You just it's, can't it's, it's not like It's not like the kinesiology band when someone gives you a shove <laughs> and then hands it to you and then goes, oh, wow, it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's very thorough. Yeah. Yeah, and so you've got to really experience it because to hear it, it sounds really crazy, but, like, if you actually do it, it's like, oh, my God, whoa, this is amazing. And he would he tested heaps of things. So pretty much for me, most of the things he tested I had, like mold, radiation, deficient in omega-3, deficient in... Every other nutrient he tested. Just, just, on, just on radiation, though. He, like, I had a present, but my radiation was low level. But you were flying, and your radiation was yeah. quite high. And I'd had a lot of scans, yeah. ultrasound. Yeah, heaps yeah. of them. So, like, so, most most people have radiation in UV. And, not yeah. UV. For me, yeah, it was quite high Radi radiation the radio wave for a while. Lower than my and wave. I was still flying. I mean, the radiation isn't that bad when you're flying, like, regional, because you're not flying that mm. high. But, um, yeah, it was still there. Um, what else? Mold. Mold's a big one for endometriosis. Um, what else? Yeah, leaky gut. Gluten intolerance. Dairy intolerance. Gosh. Heaps of things he tested. Hormonal imbalance, obviously. Had that. Yeah, so he tests all these things, and then while you're holding the thing that's making you weak, like estrogen, he will then get you to hold the supplement that will remove that um, ailment, whatever you want to call it. And he tests a bunch of different supplements while you're still holding that thing, and then he finds the exact supplement that will work for you. He's not just like... Oh, you got too much estrogen. Here's one pill that I give to everyone. Take that for a few months. Like, it's really specific. Mm. And it's, like, practitioner-grade supplements. It's the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it costs a fucking fortune. <laughs> so you know it's good. <laughs> no, but people can be a bit sceptical about supplements. It's by metagenics. Yeah, metagenics, mediherb, and he also 
prescribes protein powder. He prescribes New Zest and two other ones. I don't know. <laughs> Douglas Pharmaceuticals and the other one. Yeah. So yeah, he gives out vegan protein powder. Um, that's much. That's much of it really because good. he gives people go gluten free and dairy free for that month. Anyway, yeah. especially if they got, especially if they got a leaky gut. Yeah. One of the triggers is often dairy and gluten, and if your gut's leaky, then you're more sensitive to those anyway. Yeah. And so that's why the, that's why the protein is vegan. It's not because Dr. Steve is vegan. Yeah. He's not He's vegan. Not vegan. <laughs> I'm not vegan. Yeah, I'm not vegan. Ryan's not vegan. Um, <laughs> nothing against vegans, but just. So, yeah, he, oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and the protein I initially got contained green powder, and it was really nice, actually, and it was for if you've got something like endometriosis and you're trying to balance your hormones, it helped with that, and it was really good. So, yeah, I was sent home with this bag of supplements, like, so many supplements, oh, my God. No, no, he doesn't give you everything at once. It's like, we'll start with this, and then I'll see you in six weeks, and we'll retest the supplements. Are they still working? And sometimes they weren't. Like, the one thing that was working for estrogen six weeks ago might not be working yeah. now because it's kind of done its job, and now you're, like, at a different stage of treatment, I guess. So it's so tailored to you. Like, it's just amazing. And I went for eight months, and he told me, <laughs> be really careful when I'm finished with you because you'll get pregnant really easily. <laughs> and he wasn't joking. Helen, 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 did take you picture away the mold. How bad was your mold? Oh, the mold was really bad. Like I lived in a moldy flat in Wellington when I was studying, and the mold in the house was like pretty horrific. Like abnormally bad like furry green mold on furniture on clothes like it was really horrible and so the mold for me took it was like three or four months yeah. to go and that was when things yeah. really started turning up as well yeah like initially you still feel the same you're like oh when am I going to feel better and you, and you sort of feel a little bit worse. Yeah, that like, had this cough, and he's like, "Oh, that's from all the can oh, that's what I had as well, candida." Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you, took the, when you took the mold away, the candida it kind of took its place. Yeah, and uh, you get this horrible cough, and you kind of have it too, eh? Hey? I'm not too bad. Bit. Not too bad. And then I just had this cough, 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 and Steve was like, "Oh, it's from the candida bacteria, kind of leaving the body, or it's kind of like your body reacting to them being." Stirred up, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah, what was I saying as well before that? Mold. Mold, yeah. Um, it was really bad. And I took charcoal and I took this other drink called Questran, and it's like glue kind of, and I had to drink it three times a day, and you couldn't eat an hour either side. So I was like, you kind of commit to this guy, <laughs> but it's so worth it. And yeah, I would just keep going back to him every six weeks. The first appointment, if anyone's interested, it cost me $1,122. So I was pretty serious about getting better. Um, that included the supplements and the appointment. And, and half an hour with his diet. And half an hour with his nutritionist, Kate, who's also doing applied kinesiology. And you can see her instead of Steve. And it's like a more probably affordable option. Um, if you don't have something too serious going on, like, 
yeah, if you've got digestive issues. But I guess you could go to her for anything. I mean, she might say you should see Steve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've had friends see her who have found it really good as well. Um, so yeah, keep doing the um, nourishing eating thing. I don't want to say healthy eating. <laughs> and just took the supplements as told, as directed, and that's all I had to do. It's pretty easy. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then you start feeling good. Like once, as you're saying, like once the mold, I was like, oh, I'm still not feeling like 100%. He'll be like, well, once the mold has gone, then the estrogen levels will come down and the leaky gut will sort itself out and the candida overgrowth in your gut will sort itself out. And then, yeah, it would all kind of fall into place. But it sort of was like domino effect. Yeah, like one thing leaves and then, yeah, continues. So, yeah, and he said once you're done, um, A, you'll know when something has come back, you'll know you're not feeling great and you'll know you need to come and see me. And B, if you go through a period of being really sick or like really stressed out, you'll probably get like the leaky gut back. How it goes, or like being pregnant, you're probably gonna get leaky gut. Mm. Just like a, that's just how it kind of comes about. So yeah, he's like, you're good for now. Like, you should be fine. And if I need anything, I can email him and they post the supplements out. But you kind of need to be a patient for that yeah. to happen. Yeah. So you did that last week. What did what did he send you? Um, I got three new supplements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, one is like fish oil and evening primrose in one. These are like pregnancy supplements. And don't take my advice because <laughs> I'm not adapted. Disclaimer. Um, so that one, um, pregnancy care multivitamin, I think that one is. Yeah. Kind of multivitamin. Yeah. And the other one is a probiotic, which you can give to babies as well. Like you open the capsule and put it in water or milk and they can drink it. Mm. Which is cool. Yeah. And... See that uh, article oh, yeah. on Friday. Preventing colic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's good timing. I follow Rhonda Patrick. If you're a medical geek like me, Rhonda Patrick, <laughs> Dr. Rhonda Patrick is incredible. She's a researcher in America. She's beyond, she's like Joe Rogan's favorite person to talk to because he says when he talks to her, he feels so stupid. <laughs> she just blows your mind. I yes, said these big words. She's been on Tim Ferriss a number of times and she even has like a Q&A on Tim Ferriss and I sent it to my mum once and she just like couldn't keep up with all the knowledge bombs that were going there. So she is incredibly knowledgeable. Um, yeah. And like she researches for a living. That's her thing. <laughs> yeah. And she put out this article about some research done in Melbourne that showed that um, specific prebiotic uh, and I've retweeted this if you follow me on Stag Ryan on Twitter. Um, specific <laughs> specific in, uh, probiotic will stop colic from a three week trip. Three weeks? Yeah. Is it every day? Yeah. Colic can probably cause four months of crying, but you can reduce that greatly with three months of probiotic. Well, it makes me think of the um, Crohn's disease yeah. thing as well, the fecal implantation, yeah. putting a healthy person's poo into another person. Yeah. 
And it's been really successful, hey? Yeah. Um, if you want disease. to read about this, uh, yesterday on my Facebook, especially as on Facebook Live, um, <laughs> I shared a blog from a neurologist in Hamilton called Matt, and it was about the gut microbiome, and he talks about mm -hmm. the fecal um, implant. No, I don't know what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Can somebody else's poos? Apparently, it's really good for autism too. Yeah. Well, then it comes back to the gut, like the the mind gut axis, and how the health of your gut kind of determines the health of the rest of your body. Yeah. But I say that about the liver too. So. Yeah. Eighty percent of your serotonin, which I looked this up when I wrote my blog because I was going to put in there that hey, if your gut's leaky and bad, you're not going to be having <laughs> serotonin, but Actually, they're not sure whether serotonin is related to depression or not, but maybe mm. because drugs that prolong serotonin are antidepressants. So that's that's the reason why they think that, but there's no mm. actual data to say that increasing serotonin is antidepressant. Or, yeah. There's so much stuff that's like up in the air, yeah. isn't there? But I mean, with Steve, for me, it has worked. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, also, I had no morning sickness as well. Yeah. So it's been pretty, it's been, like, pretty easy going. No complaint. <laughs> I, I have, like, really sore hips and back. That's, like, my thing that I've had down hard of being pregnant. But I got away with no morning sickness. I did have a few days where I felt kind of, like, you want to eat, but your mouth feels like, like when you're hungover or something. Like, you just want to eat, but you're, you just feel like you'll throw up if you do. And you're just like, oh, well, I, <laughs> I luckily didn't. Um, and, yeah. That's what I was going to say, actually. <laughs> you've, struggled to, you've struggled to eat leftovers, eh? I struggle to eat stuff. Yeah, like, leftover stuff. Or, like, I've kind of gone off chicken a bit. Yeah. well like I wouldn't eat as much meat um, and just eating the same thing in a row like just so we have leftovers from yesterday's dinner I'd feel weird about eating that not because it's leftover but like just the same food it's like your body wants heaps of variety or something but you cry oh, just the cravings are driving me nuts I don't want to crave all this stuff that I do <laughs> like cheese is one thing I just want cheese and crackers or like bread yeah grilled grill, cheese of course I have to be gluten free of course, oh, of course I have to crave something that's like 10 dollars of bloody loaf <laughs> come on <laughs> or like pad thai or just like oh, sorry I'm just watching a dog that's running around <laughs> which is, I think is not meant to be running around but anyway <laughs> it's their one anyway <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's just, oh, sorry, Mom. um, so that's another thing I think, I don't think it was luck that I didn't get morning sickness, I think it was from seeing Steve and, like, I didn't have, like, imagine if I had all that mold and inflammation and endo and the leaky gut and adrenal fatigue I also had, imagine if I had all that and was pregnant, like, your body's just taking so much. Oh, the guys there. Your body's just like 
would just be sucking so much out of you, like you're growing a baby and having all that inflammation, I can, I would have probably not been that well. No. So I think that seeing Stephen not having that and then getting pregnant was quite good. But yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. What about your experience with him? I was, I was Are we going to be going too long? No, no. <laughs> we, can, we, we, can, uh, we can upload this all good. Um, so you're talking about adrenal fatigue. And so mm -hmm. I talked about this in the blog, which is stegrind.com. And dot com. <laughs> dot com. Um, and <laughs> basically how Steve said to me about the adrenal fatigue is that it takes less for you to release cortisol and so it means that you react to stuff easier um, when you're doing exercise you go from a nice efficient metabolism of burning fat to needing to burn sugar and creating lactic acid and raising or lowering your pH faster mm. so then you end up tired quicker and like there was something I'd noticed when I was training that after like about 30 40 minutes my heart rate would just start to climb and I'd just get bugging all of a sudden I thought what the hell and I sort of pride myself on age <laughs> probably <laughs> maybe that's why maybe it's that's not, why but no but that might be why when people get older that they they put it down to age but in fact it's because they've been under so much stress, stress. from their day to day that their adrenals are just so fired up that whenever they try and do an effort, it like shocks their system, you know, which being short of breath. And, and yeah, then they end up sore the next day because their body went from being nice and cruisy and a good metabolism to yeah. producing lactic acid and lowering their, their blood pH. And so then their muscles were sore. And so that's what I reckon. Like, I've. You just don't like recover yeah. properly. Yeah. And anymore. And so, like, the last two weeks I've been doing my squat program every day, been getting up and recovering awesome. Like, I went a little bit heavy yesterday, I thought, oh, I won't be able to train today, but actually feel good as. Um, but the, the, key, <laughs> the key thing with the adrenal fatigue was to actually not go out and do the cardio. And so, like, you found, yes. that, you found that quite hard because before you saw Steve, you were trying to do calorie exercise, which is awesome training yeah it's high intensity interval training the, um, yeah yeah okay. but you were also finding that halfway through the heat you would heat high intensity interval training your heart rate attack when you get really short of breath and yeah. you like faint and like oh i'm gonna die i'll be shaking yeah like yeah i didn't i didn't really know about adrenal fatigue i um people say it's not a real condition but I was told I had it and yeah I would find when I would exercise and do like the plyo stuff like the jumping and the you know you're going like if anyone's done the Kayla it's an ease workouts then you like you know how intense they can be and you've done it too and yeah. it's pretty like it's intense it is intense like it's full on it's like right? a, it's like you're in grit class yeah it's like you're in grit and you and it's crazy but um I would feel like crap afterwards like I would you know, I went to exercise and feel awesome. I would just feel like shit, like shaking. You would see me too. Yeah. And I'd be like, I need to eat food right now. Like 
finished exercising and eat and like and it's because you've oh, like used up all your glucose you've used up all your glucose and you need need yeah. more glucose but you feel yeah like you've got nothing in the tank and you just wasted and then your oh man your legs would just be in agony and you'd have to do the exercise again like two days later <laughs> and you just like get through it but yeah I with the adrenal fatigue Steve was like okay we'll treat that but part of treating it is not exercising um not getting your heart rate above 140 beats per minute that was for me personally and Ryan was 150 so it varies but it was hard because you then don't, you can't exercise but it wasn't forever like I could still do walks and yoga and I could do weight based training but not like intense yeah. full on training just like curls or like yeah. some squats or whatever and, and if I felt not so good then stop and that's what I had to do and he would know like I did sneak in a couple of workouts um, you just wanted to do calories yeah, I was like, I just, feel, I just feel like, you have energy, and like, I just need to, like, do a workout. Oh, like, you know, that feeling, you just have all this energy. Anyway, um, he would know. He would be like, have you been, like, what exercise have you been doing? Like, have you been doing some high-intensity stuff? And I'd be like, oh, like, oh, like, a couple. And he's like, oh, you just can't do it until your adrenals are, like, are better. Like, you're just not going to get that stable place unless you just stop doing that crazy exercise and then yeah. let yourself recover and then you can do it. And that's where, that's where the um, <sighs> protein comes back in again. It's um, having enough protein to deal with that cortisol. Yeah. And also, like you said, to help you a little bit mm. clear it away. Yeah. yeah. The protein was good. Definitely noticed a difference taking that, actually. Yeah. And that was one of the things you said when you were in your first trimester as well, up your protein intake. Yeah. And uh, I need some more. <laughs> yeah, we need some more. I'm seeing him on Wednesday, so we'll have some more stuff. We'll have some more protein, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully he can see the Lucy's twins too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a big one. What else did he, what else did he talk about? Hmm. Did you have, um, I think. Upper small intestine bacterial overgrowth. You did. I did. Yeah. I don't know if I did. Also. So that's where. I don't think so. That's where you should have. Um, that's where your body should have this normal type of bacteria that breaks down soluble fibers and is absorbed. But if you have too much bacteria, oh, then it. From me, so, and yeah, it's kind of like how they explain irritable bowel, in a yeah. Way. Yeah, I don't for me, he didn't say that. I you don't believe your gut, <laughs> but who knows? Other things that he did that were quite interesting he massages your stomach, like <laughs> sounds weird, but there's a valve down here. And for me, with flying, the cabin pressure meant that the valve would remain open mm. and just cause pain and discomfort. And he would just do this thing where he'd like press down and 
go up or to the side, I can't quite remember, but he would massage that and he would be like, that's what you need to do after you've been flying is massage that area and it will help. And then I had another one like up here that he would close. And then also I was getting lots of tension headaches from my shoulders and my neck. And he took a photo using this app of your profile and you can see how far forward your head is on your neck and it sort of weighs it relative to isn't it like to your height like your head was like five kilos being this remember I can't remember how it was because like your head is normally five but because of like where it's sitting it's actually like this much weight on your body like yeah. relative to like that angle isn't it or whatever however it works and so what he would do, he'd lie on the bed, and he would, this is going to sound really, like, sexual, um, lie on the bed, and he puts your leg up in the air, and he shows you, like, this is how flexible you are, like, this is how far your leg can go, and then he massages your gums, like, down there, quite firmly, with a glove, <laughs> and, um, and he does that, and afterwards you're more flexible like my leg can move back even further yeah. and you're, <laughs> don't try this out your head then sits in the right spot and you've got to do some exercises for putting your head in the right spot but what it basically does is it takes that tension off your uh, neck extensor muscles which then releases your fascia which is that continuous layer of tissue that covers your whole muscles and goes from your little toe all the way to the top of your head yeah yeah and so by Doing that, doing that massage, you can release those muscles and release the fascia, and then all your hamstring becomes more flexible. There we go. Yeah. That's why. That's why so he does that too. You know, was. You did it to you as well. Yeah. yeah. It was really good, and um, it was quite sore. I'm looking forward to hopefully he does it again because I, <laughs> I think my fascia might have been might have been good tight tight again. Oh my gosh! So. Anything and he's pretty much gonna have like a solution for you, which is awesome. Um, I got him, I took in some uh, keto cream, the sachet for him to test on me to see if I could take it. Um, yeah, but what I remember now, um, to try and move your metabolism more to fat, he, he upped your, your, he gave you some fish oil, some high strength DHA fish oil. Yes, so he tests. That was a really good one, actually. There's just so much that he tests and that I had to take supplements for, um, but I've kind of forgotten. But yeah, he tests if you are burning, so for energy, you burn fat or sugar, and he tests that for you, and my body was burning sugar, and he wanted to switch it to burn fat. Mm. So yeah, he gave me something else though oh no he gave me the, the liquid yeah yeah the liquid fish oil which was like mint it was actually really yum it was insanely good it was really good and he yeah he switches you to burn fat instead of sugar as your energy source which was amazing mm -hmm. just such cool stuff that i had never had anyone do this and i've been to like everyone under the sun i mean to specialists doctors 
chiropractor, osteo, naturopaths, nutritionists, like everything. Chinese medicine, I love Chinese medicine. Acupuncture, I love. I've taken Chinese herbs, but like nothing has worked like what has with Steve. Like it's just so accurate. It's amazing, and we're not like getting paid to say this. It's just like we love you, Steve. <laughs> and like I was told, we're paying him. him. Yeah, yeah, we pay him. Not the other way around. Thank you very much. I wish it was bloody was, <laughs> but. It was so, I do not regret the investment. I I don't know how much I spent and I had health insurance with Air New Zealand, which covered part of what I paid. They but I'm guessing me. five grand. They reimbursed you. Yeah, they reimbursed me some of the payments um, just as part of the health insurance. And because he's a GP that came under the insurance. Um, but yeah, I like it's a lot of money. Yes, but it wasn't, it's not about the money, really, like, it was quality of life, when every day you're waking up feeling tired, and, like, you're eating really well, like, you're, you're doing everything you can to look after yourself, and you're still not feeling great, to have that quality of life, and feel good, and have the energy, and, uh, I just, you actually can't put a price on that, and because it's so accurate, you're not, so there's no guesswork, you're like, boom, mm. I trust him, I trust what he says, what he does works, and yeah, I just know I'm not going to have to see anyone else, kind of thing, yeah. unless you need like emergency medicine or something like that, um, or if you do have like, if you had strep throat and you needed antibiotics, you couldn't just pop in and see him for like a 15 minute appointment, you'd need to go to your GP and get stuff, but for like the long term health thing and like quality of life, it was really worthwhile. And and like you said, um, you don't even think about the money that you spend, it's all been about the quality of life. Yeah, like and not having to have, hopefully never have endometriosis again and hopefully never have the surgery. I mean, when I had surgery, I had to take three weeks off, partly due to the nature of my job, which was flying and like lifting bags or like closing the aircraft door. So, and having surgery there and you're using those core muscles, I couldn't fly um, for three weeks. So that meant like we got 21 sick days. So that meant all my sick days were gone. They're not getting paid the same when you are on sick leave. Like, there's that sacrifice as you well. You had to go back to ground staff as well. Yeah, and I went back to work and I was doing ground staff for a week. And then I um, then I went back flying. And it was all good. But, yeah, it's just like... And it's a small amount of time out of your life. But it's still like three weeks of like, couldn't really do anything. And... It's not fun, like, you feel, like, crap, like, your memory is, like, really bad. <laughs> Do you remember? We, I was, like, at home all day, like, doing nothing after the surgery, and one weekend we were, like, let's go to the movies. And I said, yeah, let's go and oh. see. We were, like, let's see this movie. I was, like, okay, it's on at this time at this movie theater. And this was, like, a week after surgery, I think. And general anesthetic 
does not do good things to your memory. Apparently for six months, dude. Yeah, I think it's even 12. Yeah. I haven't read any research on that, but I've just heard that that's what it does. Ruins your memory for 12 months. But yeah, we turn up to the movies to buy tickets and it was the movie wasn't even on at that cinema. It was on it. Well, yeah, it wasn't. We'd missed it by like an hour, and I got the times wrong. You watched oh some, something really stupid and scared. What was, yeah, you watched something stupid. It's funny. Oh my gosh! And I'd got in the movie theaters mixed up, and I yeah, that was a good time. But yeah, it was. I'm really glad that I could see Steve, and he's the only. Um, practitioner of his nature in in Australasia apparently yeah. yeah like there's only him really doing what he does in this part of the world so he's quite rare he's one of a kind also yeah. plays tennis yeah and he's just really down to earth knows his stuff eh? it's good stuff and so one of, I remember one of the things that I had had to do for my dream fatigue is to try do meditation um, to try lower my heart rate. That's what I want to talk to you about. What is the meditation that we've been doing? No, you have been doing meditation. Um, don't mind me with my hair. This is going to YouTube. I know. Well, that's the thing. It's got a lot. It's got a lot good. It doesn't mean it's going to be fidgeting. And like. I'm just trying to, I feel like I'm trying to sit far away from you, but I'm really not. I'm trying to be comfortable. Um, and there's like a thing in the middle. Um, what was the question? A meditation. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, we're learning hypnobirthing, which is um, a breath-based way to give birth, I suppose. And we've been given the audio for a relaxation. We have to listen to it every day. We listen to it at night, turn it on my laptop in the room, and we like get comfy. And it's 21 minutes of rainbow relaxation. And Ryan gets to like two minutes and he's out. Usually. Honestly, like I'm awake at the end of it most times, and this guy is just like dead. Okay. He doesn't even get to the rainbow part. Like, this got to go through the colours, and he doesn't even get to that part. I tell, I tell you what I've noticed though. Like, we we're pretty good in this house of like keeping the lights down and Ooh, um, the lights down. because we're trying to get our bodies ready for sleep. Yeah. And like, we had that candle from your nana, which was really good, and we had that candle from Bentley from Gemma, mm. and soon you're gonna have a new one. Yay! And so that was really good to have for like brushing your teeth instead of turning the lights on and like mm. bombarding yourself with light. The thing I, I have, the thing I have noticed, <laughs> I and I wonder if this is why you take a little bit more time to go to sleep because you've got to play around with the laptop and mm. get it to work and press play. And unfortunately, iTunes, of course, is white and it's <laughs> so bright. So it's like, oh my goodness, yeah. I've got a in the headlights. Last week, I watched that um, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh yeah. If if you if you know Spanish, it's probably a good, good movie for you. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, you got to read the subtitles. But no, it's a really, really cool movie. I think it's like a Spanish um, folk tale, and it, despite despite the movie like being quite gruesome, yeah. uh, I won't spoil it. But anybody out there who's seen it will know that it's quite gruesome. Apparently, they show it to kids. That's and it's, well, it's like a form of torture. No. <laughs> 
No, it's to, it's, to, it's to show kids about the afterlife oh. and death. I'm pretty sure that's the purpose of the, the, the folktale. Anyway, I watched that it's last Sunday night, and that was one of the nights where I heard the whole um, meditation. And then, on, oh. and then on Tuesday night, after recording the podcast with Patty, mm. I was up back and forth doing the podcast. And that probably raised my stress levels a little bit. <laughs> and then also on top of that, that was also the day I found out that I'm doing Picture Creature this month. So I was also like thinking a thousand miles an hour about that. And again, I was heard the whole rainbow meditation. But I think that like that preparing for bed. So like all that stuff like accumulated, you couldn't go to go, go sleep. sleep. have a good sleep. Yeah. Whereas the days yeah. we, were, we were like really disciplined, keeping the lights down. <laughs> so disciplined. We, but we eat as early as we can, which is sometimes hard when you finish work at eight. Yeah. But when we do that, have that time to relax. I can lie on the shakti, shakti mat and chill out, you know, stretch or read. That's where yeah, I'm like no like, light. Yeah, yeah, then you are out. Like he's, like you touch the pillow and it's like you probably just walk in there and just like touch it and fall asleep standing up. Seriously, it's ridiculous. I wish I could do that. I've never been able to do that. But yeah, the the relaxation. I say I'm awake at the end of it, but I have fallen asleep three or four times halfway through it and just been out to it and had a really good sleep. Or like kind of woken up and it's still playing and I'm like, oh, is it on repeat? Like it's still going. And then going back to sleep. I'm like it, it does work. Yeah. And like we'll use it in during the birth as well. <laughs> so a bit of bloody work. Yeah. It's, supposed, it's supposed to be good. Like, you know, lots of people rave about it and it's written about as, you know, that Oh Baby book talks about how yeah. the people that she's delivered babies for that have been through hypnobirthing have yeah. usually had a really good experience. So. Yeah, like, they have found that. So first time doing work. this, so hey. We don't know. Like, we don't know. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like, I have these ideas about how it's going to go, but like, I know you have to be open yeah. to calmly meet <laughs> whatever turn, <laughs> what did she say? Whatever turn your birth shall take or something. Stop the affirmation down. So on um, meditation oh, and affirmation, okay. what do you do at the start of the day, babe? What do I do at the start of the day? Yeah. The other affirmation, you mean? Well, that too. Yeah, but you do that too. What do I do at the start of the day? What are your, the, do you have like the, five, oh, that, five yeah, things I'm that you, into that. Yeah, five things that you go through? Well, to be honest, I haven't done it like every, I used to do this every morning, but I haven't been as consistent. Why is that? Because you just don't sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, because I don't sleep and like, I'm so, my back is sore, my hips are sore and um, I just end up sleeping in and then taking it slow and then start work and I work from home which is really good but yeah normally like there's a morning routine called the miracle morning and there's life savers and the savers are the acronym for what you do so S, excuse me, S is silence, A is affirmations, B, get your pen and paper out people, <laughs> write this down, B is visualize or visualizations the E is exercise, and it could be, like, you might do five press-ups. You don't have to do, like, a full-on workout 
in the morning when you do this routine, you could just do like something really small like stretch, like downward dog or yeah, some squats, just something short and sharp. So there's E. The R is read. Yep. And the S is scribe or write. So you could write your affirmations down and that's two things done. Yeah. And then you could sit in silence kind of meditating, like listening to music, which isn't really silence, but you're like sitting there and not doing something, you're, you're just being. You could then go from that to visualizing, or you could be visualizing while you're in silence to like, as part of the meditation. So you can kind of combine some of the things together, because I know it sounds like this big list. And yeah, you can actually make it integrate. Yeah. So that's what I like to do in the morning. <laughs> um, like I like to do the writing with my journal. Yeah, you always journal. It's and really good. In you talk about like, uh, in that I put down three three affirmations, and you're saying about what what's a good skill to do with those affirmations about thinking about how is that right? Oh yeah, I can't remember where I read about it or heard about it, but. Instead of, I guess, maybe you like set intentions, mm. it's kind of similar, but instead of being like, I'm a good person, might be your affirmation, or I intend to be a good person today, it's kind of like, well, how are you going to be a good person? Like, how, how do you show that outwardly, or how will another person perceive or see that you are intentionally being good? Like, for example, you could you could be looking out for your workmates. Like, maybe you buy them a coffee or, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you don't always... Maybe your partner is annoyed because you leave your shoes, like, in the doorway, maybe. And so... You've got, you decide, you intend to start putting your shoes away. That could be a thing. You don't do it. You put your shoes away. Like, this is not, like, this is not, <laughs> I'm not taking a dig at you. Yeah. Luckily, we are both very OCD. Me freaks. Yeah. I think, <laughs> like, baby. one of the things, one of the things I, poor baby. I'm talking to the phone in the screen. Yeah. One of the things I put down is three things I'm grateful for, and I talked about this with, with Dom, um, we were back in one of the episodes, Don Batiste. Yeah. And when I like write down those things that I'm grateful for, I also try to um, think about how during the day I'm going to sh show that gratitude. Okay. To yeah. those to those things. So like that's cool. Especially for the for the podcast, it relies on being connected with people and connecting to people and yeah. bringing them value and you know. The podcast is not about me. It's about um, showcasing the awesome thing that somebody's done. Cool, and yeah. So when I talk, That's when cool. I will write down, I'm grateful for connection or connectedness. I'll do that one to be grateful of it, but also, like you say, as an intention to say that today I'm going to go out and connect to someone and show them and tell them that what they're doing is is great. Oh, that's nice. And so nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and like, I like that. It's like if you see beauty in someone's speaker, it's like yeah. that quote. Yeah. yeah. 
Put the key, two key on the car and climb. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, Zero had a problem, but me having a problem. Why? We? Yeah. We can't. We can't climb it. You know. Oh. Yeah. You can't. Can't just go around saying, "Oh, you look great." Oh right. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. Picking up. We putting down. Putting down. That's good. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? Um. Steve, Dr. Libby. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dr. Libby. Libby why, why, why do you love Dr. Libby so much? And you mentioned Gwen Garner getting on the stage in Gwen Garner. How did you yeah. end up in Gwen Garner? Um, Dr. Libby, I read her Rushing Woman Syndrome book. My mum had borrowed it from a friend, and I read it and I loved it. It just really clicked like the way that Dr. Libby explained everything. Mm-hmm. And then I was really into her and I bought a cookbook and I've got like four of her cookbooks now and every other book. But almost. almost. Um, but I decided when I read the book that I wanted to do what she's doing and I haven't done it. I'm not doing it. But maybe one day I'll get there. <laughs> um, I messaged her and I said how could I be doing what you do for a career? And she got back to me and said, mentioned a few things, and Gwen Garner was one of the, and she suggested I do. And it's a health retreat in Australia. You can volunteer there for five weeks, and the sixth week you are a guest as your form of payment for being a volunteer. Who owns it? Some famous, is it? Hugh Jackman? The name, is it Hugh Jackman? I, uh, it potentially is him. Oh is no, him? Eric Banner. No, I don't think so. He's got another one, I think. Hmm? He's Green Dwarf? Anyway. So I went and I did the Gwingana thing, the volunteer program, which was amazing, highly recommend. And Dr. Libby used to practice there as a nutritionist I think and she also would take people on the morning walk at Kungana so she wasn't there when I volunteered there but that's kind of like where she started out and also in Wellington when I was at uni I went to the food show and I'd been commenting on Dr Libby's Facebook like liking her stuff and I was at the food show in the crowd and I was watching her cooking demo with Chef Cynthia Louise and she saw me in the crowd like we had a moment. How <laughs> oh, cheesy. We connected. This is legit. This is legit. <laughs> I just caught her eye, like, you know, she's looking around the crowd. Yeah. As they do. And then I went to her stand at the food show where she was, and you could buy her books and get her to sign them. And she saw me, and she's like, you're Alex Pohl. And I was like, oh, God. She recognised me on Facebook. She's like, I've seen you on Facebook. Thank you so much for coming. Like, what are you doing here? Like, enjoying it? You know, just had a chat and yeah, it was really cool. Like, she knew who I was off Facebook, which is awesome because I'm not saying because, you know, oh my God, she knows who I am. It was more like, wow, she actually does connect with her fans or like she actually reads her Facebook and she, she does see who's commenting. Like, 
she just seemed so genuine. Like I felt like crying talking to her because she's so nice. Hey, like and you've met her. Like we've been to her two Hamilton um, speaking events and gone up to the table where she's sitting and signing books. And we bought some books last time. And both times she's been like, Alex, how are you going? I heard you're pregnant. Congratulations and. And you had endometriosis, didn't you? And oh, like, how's that going? Like, you know, you're pregnant. And she, I, and she knows uh, Dr. Steve. Yeah, she knows her Dr. Steve. And she's like, yeah, he's really amazing. And yeah, so she's really cool. I just think she's so genuine. Mm. She really does care about people. That's what I'm getting to with her. That's why I love her. Um, but yeah, there's like a whole, that's kind of got me onto another topic. Is this going to be too long? Mm. It's like there's this whole collective of people who are all getting into, how would you describe it, like integrative health or holistic yeah. health. There's like Ben Warren, Dr. Libby, Rob Wolf, yeah. is he? Yeah, um, he is. Yeah, no. other people I just can't like, but like Rob, right now. There's another guy, I Pete heard, Evans. Pete Evans, yes. Um, His podcast is very, very good. Pete Evans? And Pete Evans is going to be interviewing Dr. Oh, Libby soon. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, Mark Sissons. He's another person. He's just like in the States. so many people like that mm. now, and I and they're all well known. But like, Doctor Steve is so undercover. Like, you don't hear about him. I just want to make him famous. <laughs> I do. I feel like Steve. Can you like write a book? And he was gonna write something for my endometriosis blog, the Endo Journals, actually. Um, yeah, which hasn't happened yet, but. <laughs> but he just is so undercover. He hasn't done any speaking things, I don't think, and he, he could be so but he doesn't need like he doesn't need the fame. I'm not saying that other people need it, but he's like if he had if he like put himself out there, he would not be able to keep up with patients because he already, he's already, is already booked. fully yeah. booked. Yeah, like you already have to wait to book an appointment which will be three months or more away kind of thing. Like, he would be inundated. I think the awesome thing about him yeah. as well is that he loves what he's doing and he loves helping people. And he's, yeah. he's one of those people that loves researching and knowing about stuff. And, Steve is. And applying, yeah. applying what he knows and help to help people. And so I, that's why I, I probably where he doesn't want fame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that would take away from, you know, his purpose and what he's, what yes. he's doing every day. It's, I think that's why he also feels like so inspired when you sit in the room with him. Well, he's he's so happy in what he's doing. He, he, yeah. Like, like you always say, do you love it? Do yeah. I'm like, like, do you love your job, Steve? He's like, yeah, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. He's like, I love my job. It's I never want to retire. It's so rewarding. It's so satisfying. Um. Yeah. He he genuinely loves it. And I mean, learning the applied kinesiology took him five years to learn that and he's like I'm still learning it yeah. like, I'm still and he goes to Australia to do it to do the course in a specific topic like adrenal fatigue and now he can treat athletes like he wanted to focus on athletes who had adrenal fatigue it was the next thing he was going to do when I was seeing him so don't know what else he's done since then but yeah he's just so humble and like it's just what he's meant to be doing when I, when I really was nice. there in November, he said he'd been working with a lot of triathletes. Had he? Yeah. yeah. So, he's in the right place. You know, that's a, 
it's a pretty hard um, event and you know like when I was talking to Tim his key thing was metabolism and yeah. that was the first thing that Steve said to me about it was like you want your metabolism to be burning fat you know <laughs> not not being creating an acidic environment because you especially on a Iron Man jeepers <laughs> god yeah. yeah it's like pretty cool and stuff but yeah I don't know if if you googled him I don't know if you would really find much you'd find his website <laughs> yeah you'd find his website which is kind of strange like I don't there used to be more info on it I, th- I feel like there's not I haven't looked at it for a while but basically if you want to go and see him you just send them an email and then they'll tell you yep we're taking people at the moment or no we're not and you can go on the waiting list and then you can choose urgent a normal priority what we've got a normal Already urgent yeah. appointment? Yeah. So there's three tiers of appointment. I think it still works like this. And they vary in price depending on what one you choose. And I think if you chose like a non urgent one, it's like three months to wait. Maybe six. Maybe six. Three or six months. <laughs> I chose a middle one, a um, priority one, which was $750 then. Yeah. That gives you any extra detail. But, yeah, he doesn't... I'm, like, surprised. I'm kind of glad he's kind of hidden secret. Yeah. Hey. Maybe not now. Because <laughs> <laughs> my podcast gets so many listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, it does. So... <laughs> what, what's, what's the, like, key message out of it for you? This is just not it's happening. Just a bump. Ask me a question, babe. What's the key take out of like your lifestyle before, Steve, and what do you now think of? You know, what are they doing? Like you said, you're trying to do everything to optimize your life. Yeah. But you just couldn't get on top of some things, and like. You mean like I was th- I was like really like into the food thing. Or? Food and exercise and, and meditation then... and yoga and stretching and. Okay, so I was doing like all the stuff and still not feeling great yeah. before seeing him. Yeah. Like, and now what? What's changed from that? Or well, so like, you thought well, you were healthy. Who yeah. wins in a fight, a taco or a grilled? <laughs> a taco. Is that sexual? It's a green grilled cheese sandwich. A taco. Why is it? A fish taco. <laughs> Why does a taco Let's work? Let's leave it at that. Why does a taco work? It just does. I don't know because it would really... It would snap. It would No, because it had... Oh, yeah, it would be like... I reckon a stuff... Oh, no, I'm not even going to go. It was like stuffed taco. But... No, hey, it's grilled cheese sandwich. For 50 first dates, do you prefer sausage or taco? I think it's in this movie. Sausage or taco. Oh, that's, but that's cheese sandwich. There's no sausage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what I was getting at is how it's basically like you don't know unless you get tested. I don't know. What do you mean? Well, like, there's more, more to testing your health than a blood test and stuff, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. In my experience, there is. Yeah. 
But and you were saying about there's, like how there's also so much that medicine doesn't doesn't even know about. Yeah. I'm not an expert. I'm just speaking from my experience, but yeah, like all the always my blood tests would come back fine. Yeah. Which I wasn't fine. It's just like how I feel from what I've had is like they assume something's wrong, they test the assumption, the assumption is not confirmed because it's the test just comes out negative and then it's like or it they what they've assumed is confirmed because the test is negative or whatever. It's like you don't have cancer. Oh yeah, you don't. Cool. Well what do I have? <laughs> I'm not gonna find out, you know, like it's it's like they do I don't it's hard, like just from my experience this is yeah. like it's just like they're not doing the right tests or they're not Yeah, the methods been in place for so long and it's not working but oh, all these doctors are going to go and learn applied kinesiology five more years you know like I wish they did like if people in hospitals did applied kinesiology man you could get you could be diagnosed but it's too hospital's not the right place for it though no it's not and it's too too niche right now for you know that you wouldn't get the right treatment you need like an hour and you need yeah and it costs money and it's it's really hard like I wish this kind of stuff didn't have to be so a expensive b hard to access yeah and also the wish it was normal also the yeah and the commitment to doing it is quite you know on top of the financial commitment doing actually doing it taking the supplements not intensive exercise and yeah. eating, you know, eating the right things, you know. It's hard, like, it is hard. I mean, luckily, yeah, eating healthy, sometimes, oh, I don't like saying eating healthy, like, eating, <laughs> I don't know, looking after yourself, eating a balanced diet, like lots of fruit and veggies and whole foods, is... I think good. I, 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 what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say like you've, you've got a base to then add the supplements. Like sometimes eating right doesn't is not enough. Is what I'm trying to say. It's not enough. But like if you were not eating right and you had all those things wrong, you're gonna feel like crap. But like for me, it, avoiding dairy and blah 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 didn't stop this endometriosis coming. I needed more. Like I needed something more to be done. Mm. But because I was eating, like, consciously and, like, trying to do the best I could and, and try and, like, get on top of whatever was wrong, um, because I was already eating in that way, my body could, like, receive the supplements better, mm. I feel. Or, like, it was, like, a good baseline for them to take supplements and supplement a healthy diet, not, like, replacing a healthy diet. I think also the cool thing about having it diagnosed and treated is that you're not on those supplements forever yeah you're not doing that forever yeah it's not it's not like it's not like taking a medication yeah every day for the rest of your life it's about allow putting your body back into place so that your healthy lifestyle promotes like your, your well-being your body can like 
receive it, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like, that's a good way to put it. And, yeah. And like, so in your case, the mould was pretty much blocking everything. And then on top of that, you had leaky guts, so you weren't absorbing anything. Yeah. And, and then I'd be told I had low iron levels yeah. on a blood test, which is was true. Yeah. But the doctor would say, I can give you these iron supplements, but you're probably not going to absorb them anyway. So I was like, well, why would I? <laughs> like, what's the point kind of thing? Yeah. But then seeing Steve, he never gave me iron. He just fixed the leaky gut. And then my body started absorbing iron from my food. Yeah, um, but I mean, there are some things you yeah you need to get medication for, as we've said. Yeah, absolutely. I think like if you have depression, yes, it can it can be helped with supplements and like treating your gut and eating healthy, but and moving. You might need. The med like medication first to sort of help you and then c come off it by seeing Steve like for example or the pill like you might be on the pill you want to come off it but maybe just be on it and then slowly come off it with help from Steve with supplements yeah I think don't just like don't like take our advice and stop taking stuff and be like I'm going to Steve and then go and see him but I don't want to misinform people yeah, or anything no. like always do yeah. always get help to do stuff but you yeah yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> and what else that's no that's good that's good yeah. yeah it's just all from my own personal experience <laughs> with endometriosis yeah. and like the journey it's taken me on and so you've got some more blogs coming out soon, hopefully. Yeah, so I have, with my blog, um, the Endo Journals, I want to blog 100 women with endometriosis. And I've done... 21. Was it 21? Or 20. Around 20 mark. And so I need 80 more, but I'm going to write one too. So I've got a couple of people. Yeah. Sorry. Not I'm going to write... <laughs> No sleep. A um, couple of people who are going to write some more blogs. Yeah. So how do if people <laughs> that have watched this or the partners of people who have watched this that have endometriosis, yeah, they want to contribute to the endo journals. How do they contribute to the endo journals? Well, give us a like on Facebook. <laughs> Go on to Facebook or Instagram, and you can. Leave a comment there or message me off there. Yeah. Can they? I don't know. Can they email me from the blog? Oh yeah, there is a contact form on the blog. Yeah. So you can go blog, Instagram, Facebook, the Endo Journals, and then get in touch there. Yeah, and then I just send out like a questionnaire, I guess, but you don't have to answer all the questions. It's just sort of, I just really want to see if. Oh, you got low battery. I really want to see if there's a, like a common theme between everyone with endometriosis. Like for me, I had ele elevated white blood cells every time I had a blood test, and I guess that's from the information I had. But 
and I want to know, does everyone with endo have that, or have, has everyone that's got endo lived in a mouldy house, or have you been like, exposed to mould, or have you, have you also got leaky gut, and you have digestive issues, as well as endometriosis, like what, I just feel like women do not have to suffer with it, and too many women are, and I just think that certainly you have surgery and that's it, but it's so complicated. Mm. It's a really complicated disease, but it's because it's so, it's kind of new, or they're just really looking into it, and they have um, recently at like an endometriosis conference in Australia found that mould is linked to endometriosis. So there's one thing, but it, you know, it's always changing and there's always new research coming and I just think you don't have to suffer. It's horrible. It's so horrible to have endo. You're, you're have basically, the pain and, yeah, I just feel like you don't, ugh. You're basically curating that N equals many sample. Like, so yeah, right. your story is your story. Yeah. And anybody out there that has endometriosis, their yeah. story is their story. Yeah. And like you say, it'd be great to have a hundred stories and see, well, what are some common things that we've got with a hundred people with endometriosis? And so that's when yeah. someone ever does research, they need a they need a thing to look at in isolation. Yeah. And so you need to kind of get a story to develop a hypothesis so then you can look at, well, hey, is it actually this thing? Or and usually that thing's not the whole thing, but is this something that um could contribute to the story of endometriosis and like lots, you know, um, research universities have the ability to look back at medical data mm. of large numbers and so if they've got a small number of, hey, these people, oh, out of this group, these people had this, so then they can go into a database and search up, well, right. you know, how many people had that and then from there they can go, well that might be worthwhile to look at, they can look at an animal model, um, sorry animals, <laughs> but they can look at an animal model and look at the mode of action of this, I don't know, pathway or whatever you want to call it, or thing that promotes it. And so yeah. then they, yeah, like I say, then they can create research and they can confirm what they found in the data. Which you know, can, so it takes a long time, doesn't it? Yeah. To accumulate that and, and kind like, of information. That's what, was, what we're talking about with um, Grant Schofield is that this. This people-driven N equals many research is, and that's the beauty of blogs and social media, is that you can create an N equals many, many yeah. and present it. Because in the case of endometriosis, it's something that, you know, currently medical common practice is band bandaging and stuff. Mm -hmm. You've got plenty of girls who have had four surgeries and stuff. Stagger roar. Yeah. Um, storage is my phone. Oh. So that's that's the blog. Yeah. Dark Endo Journals. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Or at the Endo Journals or just the Endo Journals on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And then it, your Alex Pole. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> and that's pretty much all my social media. Yeah. It's honest organics, but I don't really need to anymore. Yeah. That's that's there though, isn't it? You posted yeah, post, posted the other day. It's there. <laughs> It's a business I started, but you know, it's a whole new yeah. I think, life. I think there'll be another podcast, maybe, maybe, mm. maybe podcast number forty. We get Alex back on board with the baby. Oh yeah, maybe 
Maybe we don't. Maybe not. We could do a baby reveal. Guys, probably don't want to see that. We don't care. And those listening probably don't want to listen to crying. A baby crying. No. Fantastic. What would you like to leave people with, babe? Oh, okay. It's a big moment. I think. Don't let. Um, actually, I think you need to focus on quality of life. Yeah. I think it was like, from this vlog, vlog, podcast, takeaway would be like, yeah. I think focusing on your quality of life is really important. Because if you don't have quality of life, then like, what do you really have? Like, I've been there waking up feeling like rubbish every day, unwell, and just like, fight to get your answer and then seek alternative options if you're not happy with what's being presented to you mm. and I think yeah like making your health a priority is really important and it's hard to say but try not to let the money side stop you from having a good quality of life because if you ended up with a serious illness like cancer or dementia like I don't know there's like so many things out there you know like can you really put a price on your health then like you don't want to get to that point where you're actually like really sick dying and you can't like man I wish I had just like prioritized my health invested in seeing someone like Steve and like sorting it all out and then I could just live my life but it's, I'm not saying that's a guarantee yeah. um, seeing someone like him like of course anything can happen but yeah it's just quality of life quality of life awesome babe that's what I'm going to leave you all with my pearls of wisdom <laughs> how good was that uh, she's so amazing and I hope you guys out there get to see why I love her so much and I'm so lucky to have somebody like that to share my life with, to keep me motivated, and I love her sentiments, what she left us with. It's all about quality of life. That's what this podcast is about, is how can we optimize our lives? What can we do to get the best out of it? And hopefully some of the people that we interview give all you out there that are listening a few tools and things that you can take into your life to optimize it. So great to have her here and she really reflects the sentiments of this podcast it's it's about optimizing things doing what you want to do and living your passion of course the podcast as always is brought to you by waikito our facebook page is chock full of information plenty of those people that i talked about in the podcast tim ferris Rhonda patrick professor grant schofield cliff harvey keegan smith um, all the people that we've interviewed and um also a whole bunch of new stuff coming out around the carnivore diet uh what's going on with low carb high fat in australia south africa people like uh, gary feek tim noakes um we talk about we share dr libby's stuff ben warren's stuff um my blog of course goes up on waikito so head over to the facebook page give it a like and if you're looking for a little bit more information about exogenous ketones it's a supplement that can help you get into ketosis in just an hour get you feeling the amazing benefits of being in ketosis without 
going on a 40-hour fast or following really strictly the ketogenic diet um, allows you to experience such an amazing feeling of being in ketosis within an hour. Just go to waiket0.experienceketo.com and check out the little video. It'll tell you a little bit more about exogenous ketones and how to get them. And punch in your details and we'll get in contact and get you out some to try. Um, thanks so much for everybody that's listened to the podcast. It's amazing that we've so far got to 20 episodes. We're lining plenty up, plenty of awesome people to come. I'm so excited with where this is going and I hope you're all enjoying it. Be sure to reach out to us if you've got any opinions, questions, thoughts. If you'd like to come on the podcast, I'd love to have a chat with you. Um, this is a hell of a journey. I'm loving it and I hope you're getting a lot out of it. Cheers.